Hello friends and welcome to episode number 201 of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. I had to double check to make sure that we did pass 200. Episode it's 19001. <laughs> it's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He's Justin in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Justin, how you doing? How's your weekend? It's been it's been long, if you know what I mean. Uh yeah, because it is a long weekend all across Canada. <laughs> it's a long weekend. Uh yeah, no Jays... work, no school today, boys. Yeah, the Jays have today off, today being Monday, August the 1st. Can't believe we're in August already. Um, yeah. Yeah, what a what a terrific uh, end to the month of July for the Jays going, what, 12 and 3 or something like that to cap off the month? Uh, yeah, there was, uh, it was one of those up and down months where it didn't start so great, but it ended awfully good. It did indeed. Actually, what's really impressive too was the Jays started off something like two and ten, or something atrocious, and uh, they ended up finishing July fourteen and twelve, which is the same record during May. Um, yeah, twelve games above five hundred. You'll love to see it. Yeah, it's the uh, ninth time in franchise history they've started August twelve games or more above five hundred. So. And the first or second time since 1993. So there you go. That's right. That's uh, right. If you if you look at the standings too, uh, you love to see it. The Toronto Blue Jays uh, are 11 and a half back of the Yankees for the division lead. So they have cut into that lead, uh, but they sit atop the wild card, uh, three games up on Tampa Bay, who we play, and then a game and a half up on Cleveland, who are on the outside looking in. So. A uh, bit of a cushion starting to form between us and the riffraff of the American League. Uh, yeah, not too bad. It's too bad we absolutely blew all those games against Seattle, uh, who seem to be leveling off. Yeah. Uh, still, we appear to be the toast of the town when it comes to the wild card. We, we appear to be the strongest team we'll see what seattle does with their newly acquired pitcher uh and we have a better record than the twins who we face this week so it's going to be an interesting week of baseball especially with the trade deadline uh if you like that sort of intrigue follow us on twitter at bfmd podcast go ahead and dm or tweet us your questions or i don't know whatever uh <laughs> me we like memes send the, send us those yes. too Love memes. Yes. Uh, you can find us on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we have a widget on bfmdpodcast.com where you can listen to the episode as well. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the episode. Go ahead and leave us a review, five stars or less, uh, to help more people find us. Uh, gracias to uh, all of our listeners, uh, especially in uh, the United States. Thanks. Um. Before we get into baseball, let's talk two things right quick. First of all, I got to rub it in. The Hungarian Grand Prix looked like it was going to be a disaster for Red Bull Racing. Turned out to be uh, one of tremendous success. Uh, and what looked like it, it was going to be an easy Sunday drive for Ferrari turned out to be not. Uh, what are your feelings? Life is pain, and I yearn yeah. for death. Yes. 
Yes. So <laughs> Max Verstappen uh, starts in 10th, blows through the competition, goes on mediums halfway through the race, and uh, just fucking annihilates everybody to get the win. Lewis Hamilton in second, George Russell in third. George Russell led the race 30 or for like what? 40%, 30, 40% of the race. Something like that, yeah. Uh, outfoxed by uh, Charles Leclerc, who unfortunately suffers from having one of the most incompetent Ferrari strategy. strategists. <laughs> Unfucking believable. Yeah. Imagine being told by Ferrari, the, the, the most prestigious racing team on the planet, being told, we're going to give you the drive. But we're gonna handicap you or, or handcuff you with like some of the worst <laughs> strategic decisions in the history of driving. They put them on hards halfway th through the race, hoping yeah it was gonna rain. No, I, I think they were hoping that the hards would have better uh, life than they did, and and the other teams would maybe degrade a bit faster. No, but just the way that the race worked out, it. it it was not, not nope. a good call. It was and poop. everybody knew it. <laughs> uh, and it was too everybody late. Everybody except for Ferrari knew it was going to happen. Yeah. So they did switch him to soft tires, and he did. I don't know. It was cut. He tossed a nothing burger. He did pretty much. He didn't gain anything. Yeah. No. It's just they they screwed him over once again. Uh, it's just I don't know. Then one of my friends was texting me after, and she was like, "I don't see how." Ferrari doesn't fire their whole strategy team during the summer break. Like, how can they continue like this? It's crazy. It was bad. It was real bad. And it kind of, it did kind of spoil the race a little bit. We did have lots of passes though. We had good passes. Fun yeah. Little... I mean, we even saw like Danny Rick had a nice little double overtake there. And the honey badger was yeah. in front of him with the double pass. Yeah. Uh, but, but then, then he, he ended was... up making contact with, uh, with Canadian stroll uh, lost five yeah. seconds off his finish time. Uh, so sometimes being a honey badger doesn't pay off. And then we had a cool little uh, race for 10th and 11th between the two. Uh, I think it was the two Aston Martins. Wasn't the Astons. It? Yeah. Weird. But anyway, it was announced Fernando Alonso is going to Aston Martin once Sebastian Vettel uh, retires at the end of the year. Big step down. I don't understand it, but I don't know. Maybe they just threw a bunch of money at him. Whatever. Yeah, who knows what, what Fernando's up to. I see drivers it, make weird moves all the time. but Yeah. It looks like Max is going to cruise to another championship. He has an 80-point lead over Leclerc. And there's really, I don't know. There's not The really battle is for second now. It, it is, and it's very two to five is very interesting because you've got very Sergio close. is still in there, uh, Russell's in there, Hammy's in there. Mercedes had a great drive. Both both guys were yeah. Mercedes has had two good weeks in a row now. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, and then you've got of course Sainz and and, and Leclerc. So there there it's a interesting. It's I guess it's two to six is very interesting right now. But Max is kind of running away with it. He, he would have to DNF quite a few times in order for Leclerc yeah, or anyone else. DNF basically twice in a row, and the same driver behind him would have to win twice in a row to like even close that gap. Even make it points, remotely so. interesting. It would have to be either Leclerc or yeah. like 
Sergio Probably does it. Perez or Russell, yeah. maybe, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's but yeah, just... No, it's definitely... Uh, there's like, what, like nine or ten races left now, I think. And yep. yep. I think this was round 12, so there's 23, I think, this year. So, so yeah. there's nine races. Yeah, it's With nine races uh, left and an 80-point lead, it would take... Even if Leclerc won every single race the rest of the season, which... First of all, yes, it please. That would be very entertaining. It still wouldn't be enough. I would love Max that. would still have to DNF repeatedly uh, in order to make up yeah, for the... at least three times. <laughs> it's just been a disastrous season for a Ferrari, uh, even though they have picked up quite a few uh, Ws and a lot of points. They're not even close in the driver's uh, construction standings anymore, really. It's just Red no. Bull is just pounding them into the dirt. Red Bull is just consistent, which is the the issue for every other team is that like Mercedes have yeah. been consistent, but they've besides the last two weeks, they've been like fourth, fifth and seventh kind of that range every week. Yeah. Uh, versus Han- like, whereas Han- Ferrari when they finished have been pretty good. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton has five I mean, straight Russell, podiums. every, every race that Russell Russell's finished this year, he's been top five. The only race he didn't finish was Silverstone when he got taken out on the first I f- lap. So I feel like maybe I'm alone in this. I feel like Mercedes is gonna, next year. Mercedes is going to be better, and it's actually we're going to have a three-team battle. I would love that. Yeah, I would love that. That's too. what we were hoping for this year. Yeah, but and it then didn't Mercedes happen. just started off where they were nowhere near anybody. They no, were struggling just to finish sucked. in the top ten the first couple of races for the most part. And then and all then, these other yeah, teams I don't know. are. It's. They're driving shit boxes. I, I think don't McLaren's understand. making some strides, though. You know, it's not making Lando strides. Morris has had a pretty good year. Williams. <laughs> hey, Gotifi <laughs> won a practice session this weekend. Yeah, he was great. It was really exciting, and then everybody was like, "Yeah, the memes were just flowing. It was beautiful." And then, well, and then in uh, bad qualifying in in in, in Q three in qualifying three, he actually had the fastest first sector lap time. And yeah. then had a disastrous rest of his lap and still finished last. <laughs> so <laughs> he finished eighteenth, like, I think, yeah. in the race. It was just not, yeah, not ideal. The Stroll dude finished eleventh, like, I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, because Vettel edged him out for the last point. Yeah, there was. They uh, had a. They had a very interesting back and forth, uh, uh, for tenth, and I actually thought because there were a bunch of teams running hards like hard tires i thought like uh, some of these guys like i thought Ocon and possibly even lando uh were and uh alonzo were gonna fall off and that we'd have a it would be vettel and uh vettel and stroll the problem is, is that the aston martin seven. machine just sucks so well <laughs> you said it i didn't it's say terrible. it um Hemi also had the fastest lap. Anyway. I said it last week or last time we talked. He owns that track. He just couldn't keep up with the Red Bulls. That's just the way it, that it is. But yep. moving on. Oh, well, let's move F1 on. Is, F1 is fun. Uh, Cassie Nandor trailer dropped today. I love Star Wars. I understand lots of people are pooping on Disney Plus shows for being rushed or whatever, but I'm excited for it, so I don't care. Whatever. I'm excited for Cassie Nandor. Yep. Looked fun. Let's let's uh yeah like another month and a half till it comes out September twenty first. So and, and uh, She Hulk comes out this week. Oh, does it? It cool. does. I welcome back. Didn't realize it was this. I didn't realize it was premiering already. <laughs> yep. Welcome back to the uh, the MCU. Uh, Matthew Murdoch, aka Daredevil. Very excited. 
I'm excited to see uh, Regina Saskatchewan's Tatiana Maslany as the lead character. Right. Oh man, the the trailers have me hype. I've always been a huge fan of the She-Hulk character. Um, very excited to see where this goes. I don't know anything very, very about excited. the character, so I'm I'm, I'm going into it uh, just like I did with Miss Marvel, with completely um, no opinion at all open. whatsoever. So I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, eyes wide open. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, I'm just going into it uh, <laughs> open-minded and just going to see what happens. <laughs> yep, let's get into baseball, yeah, Justin. Get, give me some Daredevil. Yes, more. we are getting confirmed. The first season of the new Daredevil show will be 18 episodes. That would just fucking tremendous. I'll take that. Especially if they're like yeah, 30 brother. to 40 minutes. Oh, God, yes. Yep. Ooh, even if they give us three episodes... Uh, a week oh yeah i don't That's... i don't think that'll happen but well they'll give us a bunch to dream. start and then it'll be like one or two a week or something like that but like yeah that'll anyway, keep me going let's go talk about baseball yes baseball time there's not too much in the trade deadline uh news but uh justin do you want to talk about this deal that uh went down no yeah sure so <laughs> seattle traded the reds uh four prospects for luis castillo obviously we know that castillo is a great pitcher one of the best change-ups out there uh, i believe he's under control through next season before he hits free agency yes. uh, according to the mlb trade analyzer website the mariners did overpay a little bit by like 20 points if you believe that system and a lot of Baseball people and scouts were saying that it was a tremendous haul for the Reds. But, again, they are prospects. So, they may not pan out. Obviously, the the Mariners know who Castillo is and they know his track record. And we don't, we don't haven't seen these prospects play in the big leagues yet. So, it's, it's well, it's great to say, yeah, they overpaid big time. We don't know. Like, those prospects might never reach the big leagues. And then it's a massive win for the Mariners. So who knows? It's uh, I think very that the Reds high do on paper risk. win the trade. Yeah. On yeah, paper, high risk, yeah. High reward though for the for Mariners. Them. Yeah. It's a coup for the Reds. It's a huge W. Luis Castillo though, is still one of the best pitchers uh, in baseball. Uh, top 20 at least. Um, and to get him for a season uh, and a quarter is pretty good for the Mariners. Now they just got to get or kind of right the ship a little bit. Uh, they've been scuffling lately. Winners of four of their last 10 games since their epic streak came to an end. They're still in a wildcard position, but there's some space uh, growing between them and mm-hmm. the top wildcard team, the Toronto Blue Jays, your Toronto Blue Jays, our Toronto Blue Jays. Um, yeah, it sucks to see a team that we're competing against get their guy and us still not have anything but that being said the stove is very cold because the market is quite competitive for uh trade pieces but also you know we just kind of gotta wait for atkins to to make a good trade he's not just gonna blow a bunch of assets on you know a short rental or at least we hope not so yeah um Latest Jays news, Patrick, just if you're curious, mm-hmm. 
the Jays have been linked to Frankie Montas from the A's. The Yankees, Cardinals, and Blue Jays, according to J.P. Morosi of MLB Network, are the top three suitors for Frankie Montas. Uh, Montas is likely the best player to be, or best pitcher left to be traded. Like that's for sure available. Um, the Jays have also been linked to Pirates starter Jose Quintana as well. So, and that's from, but that's from Boob Nightingale. So we don't know how much we can. Yeah, we're also <laughs> there's been one. talk that the Jays have been interested in relief pitchers on the Detroit Tigers, including 28 year old Michael Fulmer, who would that would be interesting. Yeah. But uh, I I don't how much control does Montez have left? He's 29 years old. Uh, great fastball, middle of the line changeup, great slider, great cutter. Uh, well, not great cutter. He's a good he's just cutter. like Castillo. He's a free agent after next season. So a tiny bit of control. So there'd be some time to sell him on Toronto. He probably would yeah. command a haul similar to Castillo, which makes me not want to do it because that means we would have to give up at least one of Orelvis Martinez, Otto Lopez, Jordan Groshans, or potentially two of them. I'm fine I- with trading Orelvis. Yeah, maybe, but at the same time, I don't know. Like, I just don't want us to blow through resources just to get... Uh, I definitely don't want a player like Quintana or Carlos Rodon because it's a three-month rental. Rodon has had injury issues. Those guys wouldn't cost much, though. No. In comparison, but because of the, that fact there's that gonna be rentals. There's going to be bidding wars for these guys. So even though they're going to be low cost, there's good, you know, the Yankees are going to leverage their position as having a deep farm and the Jays. Yeah. I understand like clear the cupboard and, and use the resources you have to win now, but I don't think it's necessary. I think once you get to the playoffs, you only need four starters. Anyway, what we really need are relief arms and we need relief arms that generate swings and misses. So I would, I would be willing to, use resources to get guys like Gregory Soto who generates swings and misses. He's a left-handed reliever. Uh, yeah. Would slot I don't in see very the Tigers well. trading him though. They said they were just as happy not trading him. Same with Tarek Skubal, who I've been riding that hype train. Yeah, those guys for. have way too much control yeah. still. Yep, they're probably to get the two of those guys we would have to give up Gabriel Moreno minimum. Uh, but there would be oh, more, God, more coming back to us, and it's just like I don't think it's worth it. So, yeah, it's hard to say. It's a lot to say for nothing. There's no news. Like we're just waiting for the shoe to drop. In the meantime, uh, I guess we just have to see what happens, and we'll be back on Wednesday to talk about what happened with the deadline. What do you got? Miscellaneous yep. news, Justin. For sure. Uh, A tweet from Tyler Kepner on Twitter. He says, the other day in Cooperstown, I asked Jim Cott uh, what he did with those 16 gold glove awards he won. You know what he did? He sold most of them to help fund the Bob Allison Ataxia Research Center at the University of Minnesota in honor of his former Twins teammate. All class. That's pretty cool. That's a giga Chad move right there. I love it. Yep. Big time. I think if you have one gold glove award, like you can sell the other 15, just keep one. Maybe your first. Yeah. 
But the rest of them, what are you going to do with those trophies? I mean, you can't really take them with you when you, you gotta go. dust them, man. I hate dusting. Yeah, yeah. It's just they're just going to sit there. I I always wonder, like, what what do guys like Greg, like Greg Maddox has eighteen gold gloves. Does he just have a room yeah. that's just filled with gold gloves? It's just like, why not just have room. one that represents all eighteen? Do you really need seventeen additional gold glove trophies to be like I won this many? I don't know, man. That's a lot. Melt them down. They're probably not gold. Never mind. They're probably just brass with gold plating or something. If they're even gold. I've, I've never looked at Yeah, up. I'm not sure. Wait. Are gold gloves actually yeah. gold gloves? Or are they just... It's just a shitty brass trophy. Probably that. But good on good on probably, yeah. uh, Jim Cat. That's Hall of Famer Jim Cat, by the way. Inducted uh, just last week into the Hall of Fame officially. Yep. Finally, uh, that storyline has been around... Uh, for BFMD history for three years, I can now finally shut the hell up about Jim Cat not being in the Hall of Fame. Uh, what other news? Let's is there? talk about let's talk about Mike Trout. We've been low on our Mike Trout quota lately, so I'm going to yeah. say Mike Trout a lot in the next little bit here because Mike Trout deserves to be talked about because he is indeed Mike Trout. Um, everyone knows that Mike Trout has a back issue right now. It's been diagnosed as a, oh my God, costrovertebral dysfunction. My God, I'm not a medical person. Uh, Apparently, it's a very severe back condition that Angel's trainer said that Trout may have to not just manage the rest of this season, but also through the rest of his career. Um, But despite that, Trout himself seemed far less concerned. Uh, He even went to see a back specialist. Um, with that meeting now having taken place, it appears that the it seems that the initial concerns were perhaps over uh, overblown. With Rhett Bollinger of MLB.com reporting that Trout got encouraging news from the specialist. Uh, apparently, uh, this is a quote from Trout himself. It says, "It went from my career is over to hopefully I'm going to play soon." Trout said, adding that he has already started a workout regime of core exercises and isn't really feeling the injury anymore. It's pretty much gone right now. It's pretty promising. So, I mean, Mike Trout, hopefully he can uh, rehab the back, strengthen those core muscles. He's got to just get that eight-pack going, just make sure that the core is strong, and he'll be fine. That's that's my medical analysis. It's, a really, it's really sad because Mike Trout is one of the best players ever to play baseball, and his career is getting repeatedly sidelined by these awful injuries it's i feel like he's like a modern day mickey mantle i said this before but could have could have done so much more and imagine if he was on a different team why is he so steadfastly committed to the angels explain it to me money i have no idea it doesn't make sense to me (laughs) he really like angels in the outfield when he was a kid he saw that movie and he was like i'm gonna play for them my whole life so i could become an angel an irl angel I, I don't know. It's weird to me. They should trade him. Think about all the value you'd get back for Mike Trout. I don't know if he has a no trade in his contract or not, but... I don't know either. I don't see that being easy to do. The stove is very cold on Mike Trout trading right now. It's a little bit warmer for Super Shohei cold. Otani, but who's going to pay that much yeah. for, sh- for Showtime? That's a lot. And he's a free agent next year, so... I imagine he ends up in pinstripes, but whatever. Let's not talk about that right now. Um, 
<laughs> Fishman good. So the Jays. Fishman good indeed. He is good. He's great. He's the best. Uh, so the Jays uh, played some baseball this weekend. They won three games and lost one against the Detroit Tigers, who are hopelessly uh, bad at baseball, but have lots of great players. Uh, they won the first game 5-3 to three off of uh, a decent performance by Yusei Kikuchi. Five innings pitched, only two hits, one of which was a solo home run. One walk to five strikeouts. Are you satisfied with that? More than satisfied. If if that's if that's the Kikuchi that we can get yeah. every time, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Tim Meza gave up a home run, but that was it. Uh, Jimmy gave up uh, an earned run uh, and a walk. Otherwise, he was okay. Romano with the four-out save. What else is there to say? Matt Chapman had two home runs in this game. He's looking like a completely different yeah. player from April and May. He's, he hit, I think it was like 329 in July, nine yeah. home runs. So one of the hottest was, hitters in baseball over the course of the month. It was great. Uh, Bo Bichette had two hits. Uh, and Kirk had, uh, he went two for three with uh, a walk and an RBI. Just a, I don't know, it was just like a good, this was a good baseball game. Uh, they look like baseball players, to quote Pat Tabler. Uh, they look like a ball player, yep. Soft yeah, hands. Chappie with the two home runs in game one. I had a lot of confidence that this team was going to be able to pull off a four-game sweep. Uh, and then the next game didn't go our way. Uh, Alec Manoa got whacked in the elbow, was it? Yeah. With a yeah, it took a line drive off the elbow. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, he would have been able to go six. Uh, he did give up seven hits and four in runs. Not his sharpest outing. Uh, the pen uh, pretty much shut down uh, the Tigers, but the Jays' offense went very quiet. They only had four hits the entire game, one of which was a Matt Chapman yeah. solo shot. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any, really anything to say about this game. The Tigers' bullpen just shut it down. They only gave up one hit in, uh, I think it's 5.1 innings pitched or something like that. They were they were really good. They generated a lot of strikeouts, too. I think they they got 9Ks, the, the pen. The Tigers pen. They were really good. Um, yeah, they were great. Yeah, a lot of guys who were probably going to get uh, attention during the, uh, at the deadline. Michael Fulmer, who we talked about already, uh, but also Gregory Soto. Uh, Joe uh, Jimenez might also get moved. Uh, these are all young guys with control, so it's going to be really... The Tigers are in an interesting position where they could really restock, even though they have young players. And they could just sort of reset the reset. I don't know if you want to do that, if that's the good strategy. But uh, their guys look good when they had the chance to play. They've got such a good bullpen. It's surprising they're 20-something games below 500. Uh, yeah. Maybe the last time we see Miggy. He's weekend. under contract next year. so Oh, right. Yeah, he'll, he'll run that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got one more year. I mean, Jay's, he's still hitting 280, so it's not like he's completely useless. There's no power left, but yeah, he's got no power. That makes me sad. But uh, so it happens I when you're 40 years old, man. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he's still he's still able to hit close to 300 though as a 40 year old. That's impressive. 
Jays won the next game, five to three. Uh, strips was was okay. Uh, didn't go very far in the game. Uh, Fifty eight pitches. Adam Simber came in, gave us four outs, but he did give up a run. Uh, Trevor Richards gets the W. Uh, how do you feel about Trevor Richards since he came back from injury? He seems like he's a different pitcher. Um, yeah, I mean, he's had, he had, I think he had one stinker since he's been back, but he's, he's been a lot better. He He hasn't been walking as many people. Yeah. He had, uh, he had some walk, a lot of walk issues before he went on the IL and he's definitely been better since he's come back. So it seems like the old IL stint worked. Yeah. The Tigers, uh, they, they out hit the Jays 10, 10 to four. Uh, but they were two yep. for nine with runners in scoring position while the Jays went two for three. They really capitalized on their opportunities, putting up the four spot uh, in the bottom of the sixth uh, where they really were able to bust the game open. And that was a blown save uh, for uh, well, the old yeah, it was Derek, Derek Law. Law. Like, four runs, none yeah, of them he, earned. There was the error that he had in that inning. Yeah. Um, that led to all the all four of the runs. There, there are four runs charged him, but they're all unearned. So he has yeah. the rare loss without giving up a run earned. His ERA it's, is still at zero. <laughs> Teoscar Hernandez one for three with the three RBIs, obviously capitalizing on that mistake. That's all the Jays the really dinger. needed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that was uh, it was a pretty boring baseball game besides that one inning. <laughs> I know it's weird. The first game was very interesting. It was five to three. This one sucked for Jays fans because they only had four hits and the Tigers looked good at the plate. They just, every opportunity that they had, they squandered Uh similar story in the final game. Justin, uh, the Tigers went over three yeah. with runners in scoring position. The Jays win four to one. Uh, the Tigers committed four errors, uh, two from Grossman, or sorry, one from Grossman, two from Javier Baez, who, what happened to him, man? What's happened to him as a player? He's always committed lots of errors. Oof, woof. Uh, Hill also had an error. Uh, Baez had the solo shot, and that's pretty much all she wrote for the Tigers. Meanwhile, guess who? Matt Chapman with another home run. He went two for three. <laughs> Uh, with two runs batted in, just a great weekend for for Chappie, uh, and uh, the Jays just kind of scattered the rest of their hits. Uh, interesting though, uh, after uh, George Springer got hurt, uh, hit, I think his elbow got uh, got hurt. Yeah, still been bothering him uh, in the outfield, but then also when he swung uh, in a in a pop out or a fly out, whatever you want to call it, just uh, in his last at bat in the previous game. Looked like it smarted, so he uh, he took a knee on uh, Sunday or well, yeah, Sunday night or afternoon. Uh, Biggio led off. That was an interesting choice. Uh, he went zero for three with a walk. Uh, another ho hum game, and Romano of course closes it out. Uh, Jose Barrios, Justin, do you remember when we yeah. were so concerned about Jose Barrios? Like, what's happening to this man? Uh, he, his ERA is still quite inflated, but he's put together some great performances, uh, all through the month yeah, it of was July. A, uh, three, a 3.0 ERA in July, um, average six innings over six starts. So, I mean, great. 
I would it's safe to say that he's hopefully put that rough stretch behind him. He only gave up 12 earned runs in the entire month. So, I mean, he's averaging quality starts, which is what you want to see. Um, and, yeah, he only took him 80 pitches to get through seven yesterday. So, that was nice. I thought it was a good move to pull him just because yeah. you you don't need to run him out there when you've got a, a rested bullpen with an off day coming up. You might as well use those guys. So. Yeah, I'm I surprised they didn't take him out there. sooner. Uh no, no, I thought I thought he was he, I thought he he definitely could have come back out in the eighth. He just didn't need to. He was he was dominant the entire time he was out there. That's absolutely true, but what I'm saying is because they had the off day and they had the opportunity to use some of their pen arms. Yeah, but if you're if your starter is looking that good, I don't I don't think it, yeah, you, you don't want to bring out one of your middle relief guys. Like if you you can use Meza and Romano at the end, you're you're fine. You love You don't think you're gonna see butters? Uh, in the seventh, probably not. He's low leverage at this point. God um, but he did score himself an invite uh, to the weekend <laughs> shindig. There, this is really this. I, I love this story, Justin. Um, yeah. Butters did get the call up, and Max Castillo went down to Triple A. Uh, but uh. Really, the story of the weekend was uh, the excellence of Matt Chapman and Jose Barrios, who combined their backyards uh, yesterday, I think it was, for uh, what? I don't even know what to call this, Justin. Walk me through this. This is crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, it was, it's Brios, Brios and, and who? Sorry, Springer? Chappie. Or Chapman. Yeah, Brios and Chappie. Yeah, their they're backyards and, and near the Blue Jays' spring training complex are their neighbors <laughs> so um apparently they were gonna host a little party last night because the, obviously the team has an off day today while all the while most of these players that have been on the roster for a while have homes down there just because of the spring training complex so um i guess they're gonna have a little beach party so the jays had posted a photo of the team and the coaches on uh, the runway before they took off yesterday in a parking yeah. lot somewhere um of all the guys rocking their beach gear and there are there are some interesting uh interesting outfits um friend of the show ross stripling is completely shirtless wearing a like a, a pool like tube floaty around his around his belly and he's got like the bucket <laughs> hat and the uh the white yes. lifeguard sunscreen nose going on it's uh it's definitely a look i just said it is our header photo on our twitter profile so if you want to see it at bfmd podcast it's there um yeah there there are some there's definitely some interesting outfits uh dave hudgens the uh, assistant hitting coach or hitting strategist is rocking like full dad bod like open button-up shirt and shorts it's it's a good look yeah there, there's definitely some interesting outfits uh apparently gosman and tapia coordinated their outfits because they're both wearing the exact same shirt and shorts combo excellent so you love that excellent <laughs> You know yeah, what's yeah, crazy about this photo? You could spend ones. like an hour and a half on this photo and you would just... Oh yeah, just digesting it all. There's so <laughs> much happening. Alejandro Kirk has yeah. maybe the worst t-shirt in the history of t-shirts. I think um, it's amazing. But George Springer socks with Crocs. Uh, it's a look. It's just, it's like, there's so many fashion faux pas in this picture that it actually it just comes together and it goes it comes back around to being great. Only one pair of Air Jordans amongst a sea 
of what looks like boat <laughs> boat shoes uh and like nike's uh sandals a lot of open toe sandals there's just a lot there's so much happening in this photo there's so much yeah, i don't even know it's heavy guriel's <laughs> uh shirt is x both his shirts are excellent uh, Dave Hudgens working the dad bod with the open shirt. Yeah. Uh, this is just, this is, this should hang in the Louvre. It's such a disaster. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. It does belong in a museum. Cam Biggio looking like an absolute fucking tourist with the, the oil drum water bottle and the, 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 the DSLR camera. Is that what it is? DSLR? It I don't know. Like, I'm not it a looks like a fancy ass camera. Uh, you love to see it. It is a DSLR, digital single lens reflex camera. I would love to see the uh, photos on that from that camera from last night. Oh man, there's probably so much shenanigans. And then there's a lot of there's a healthy number of those J uh, bucket hats too. There's at least three, four, five. Yeah, they're rocking the J's bucket hats. The J's yeah. bucket hat. That's a W. Alejandro Kirk looks like a Miami mobster it's just manoa what are you doing look he's got like one two three four <laughs> it looks like four gold chains it looks like razor ramon for christ's sake uh what That's a great. w pete walker in the background hopefully someone took his keys <laughs> hey, uh oof uh butters in the background back in the state of florida what's that i'm surprised pete's allowed back Oh. in florida right now yeah that's a mega l they, they don't care is... around there i guess they probably they hand they hand out those duis like their trophies down there oh man i don't want to get into the political ass anyway uh just <laughs> butter butter's in the absolute background like just absolutely stashed away between ramel tapia uh is tapia wearing a tie around his head is that like is i think it's just a bandana uh, I was going to say, is, is he going for the Animal House look? This is crazy. This whole photograph is just... Yeah, there's a we lot. Could spend, we could do like a 12-episode series on all of, on footwear and <laughs> the shorts, too. There's a lot of pink in this photo, like a healthy amount. I'm very I'm very into it. This is just a great... It's a great time. It's cool to see how tight this team is. Do you... Have you thought about the implications of trades happening on this team where some of these guys might go it's like you really can't disrupt the chemistry of this team like right now like none of these i look at the picture and i don't think any of them are tradable i don't think there's a single guy in that picture who i would trade option maybe dfa perhaps but there's just <laughs> there's nobody to tr there's nobody to trade it would kill the chemistry of the team what are your thoughts yeah i guess yeah sure let's uh let's talk about tampa <laughs> the actual yeah. baseball not the uh, party last night yeah um so we got two games coming up against the rays patrick tuesday and wednesday wednesdays is an afternoon game a little day action uh but tuesday night seven ten eastern it's kevin gosman up against drew rasmussen both guys very similar ERA. Gosman, of course, gets either zero runs or twenty-eight runs of support. So hopefully, it's the twenty-eight runs that shows up on Tuesday night. Against should be all hyped up after their parties. I don't know. Yeah. This is a great pitching matchup. I'm very excited it for is. that game. 
It's gonna be really, yeah, really good. A couple of good teams. These are big games because if the if if either team can win both, they the gap either widens or it gets down to like one game of separation. So it's a big it's a big two game set. The trap, obviously, we know that the trap is a house of horrors for the most part for the Blue Jays, but hopefully they can get uh, off to a good start in game one and at least get that get that first win. So you at least salvage a split. Um, yeah, Gosman versus Rasmussen is gonna be fun. Uh, the Wednesday game, we don't know who Tampa's going to be throwing out there yet. They haven't announced a starter. It could be a classic Rays bullpen day. But Yusei Kikuchi is going to make the start for the Blue Jays. Obviously, we talked about it. He was decent. He gave up one run over five innings against the Tigers. So if you can get five innings and one or two runs at a Kikuchi against the Rays, I think you're laughing. And hopefully your team is is close. So you have you have that chance to win. But I don't know, man. It should be a little interesting, little interesting set. Odds are it's Ryan Yarborough going for that getaway game. Uh, he's scheduled to and be the next bad, pitcher. Right? He's had a really bad season uh, after uh, being very interesting uh, and uh, actually quite good the year before. Uh, he's coming off of a start where he only gave up one run and four hits and zero walks over six innings. Still took the L because Baltimore won three to nothing. So, I don't know. I I would keep running him if I were Tampa. I would let him I would let him out there see what he can do, but uh yeah. yeah. Could be interesting. That second that second game could be really interesting, especially if it's Yarbrough versus Kikuchi. I think Kikuchi is starting to settle in uh now that he's getting to pitch routinely yeah, to Danny Jansen. We're seeing more control. Yeah, we we did see the the stats for Kikuchi by catcher and the stats for, for Jano are very, very good. Kirk's weren't too bad, but when it was either Collins, Mourinho, or Heinemann, they were they were god-awful. So the Blue Jays definitely have their two best catchers on the roster right now. They're getting the majority of the playing time. Obviously, Collins played one game this weekend as DH, um, but he won't get that much playing time. Yep. Uh, something just slid across but, but yeah. my desk here. <laughs> Uh, and uh, a big trade happened. The Atlanta Braves uh, and Washington Nationals have made a trade that involved an outfielder. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, the Braves acquired uh, infielder Ahir Adrianza from the Washington Nationals in exchange for outfielder Trey Harris. The club also designated Who? infielder Robinson Cano for assignment. Uh, I think this is probably going to be the end of the Cano uh comeback tour probably i think he's been dfa like three times this year yeah already so the number is i mean yeah the guy has got to just hang it up um okay so that's i don't know who any of those players are besides cano yeah i didn't either but i was just it was just fun it was fun to say that there was trade it slid across my desk at the last second but uh (laughs) yeah i'm excited i would like at the very least a split with tampa is ideal maintain the status yeah. quo uh perfect yep. situation Agreed. would be to hammer them hard at the drop uh and extend our lead uh up to i think it would go up to four games over them they might even slip out of the wild card spot since they are wc3 yeah it depends what happens behind them but uh we'll know before first pitch tomorrow what deals were made as the trade deadline is before that time 
I believe it's around like 3.30 or something Eastern time, as is yep. usual. Uh, but yeah, the Jays will have those two games in Tampa. We'll come back Wednesday evening once that afternoon game is over. We'll recap the trade deadline, recap these two games versus the Rays, and then we'll preview uh, the upcoming series at Target Field in Minneapolis. Beautiful Target Field where I have been. It's a great ballpark. And uh, the Jays will be there to play the Twins later this week. And we'll be back on Wednesday to preview that. Uh, listen to all of our shows, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, BFMDpodcast.com, at BFMDpodcast on Twitter. Please leave us a review if you like us, five stars or less. For Patrick, out in Halifax, it's Justin here in Saskatoon. Have a great holiday Monday, everybody, and we'll see you Wednesday. Wednesday.